last time on Join the Party. With Dr. Morrow locked in, the LT3 sped towards the vitamin M factory to take on Gutenberg. But Threadbare and Megabuncher were securing the perimeter, chomping their way all the way around and cloaking the factory in an impenetrable yarn quilt. Everyone snuck up with some incredibly tense stealth rolls, but Multitool alerted the bad guys as she scrambled on top of the quilted dome. Fighting ensued with Vulcani shot way up in the air and Dr. Morrow getting buried under rubble and saved by Tuna, but with a surprise burst of confidence from Fritz Brightstone rolling onto the scene, the LT3 broke through. Gutenberg is right there. Time to rumble. Let's get the party started. I think the cover of this issue, episode 41 of Join the Party, colon, Gutenberg Revealed, it's in big comic font. Gutenberg Revealed! <laughs> Gutenberg Revealed! <laughs> Gutenberg with his feet up on a, the big oak desk that he has somehow pulled or created <laughs> in the uh, distribution plant of Vitamin M, and the five of you, Volcani, Kilanova, Multitool, Flanked by Dr. Morrow looking particularly haggard and clutching the uh, gym bag that she's had slung over her shoulder the entire time. And Fritz Brightstone, you get we had a new illustrator, so w- this new illustrator is doing a new a new look at Fritz Brightstone because uh, the writers couldn't remember what Fritz Brightstone looked like. Uh, he has like golden hair, like big shaggy beard, like six feet tall, stocky, wearing a leather jacket and a ripped gray sweatshirt underneath. Don't put me in your game. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, oh, so a hockey player? Yeah, exactly, (laughs) a hockey player. And Gutenberg just looks as happy as can be. He's chilling. He's absolutely vibing. Gutenberg looks a lot different than Brett. Remember you met Brett before he was the cameraman, and Brett had five o'clock shadow, and he had, like, intentionally bought and distressed Levi's and... I should have tipped us off, guys. <laughs> and flannels and car hearts. Gutenberg, on the other hand, just incredibly clean shaven. <laughs> just in fr- a fresh, like the, the dad fresh cut where it's like, oh, you should probably have waited two days because everyone can see your widow's peak. It's a little spiked in the front. It's still gray and salt and pepper. Uh, and it is still the height of summer. So he's wearing a, a light blue polo with three buttons, but two of them are open. Okay. A real undercover boss situation. (laughs) Really crisp jeans. And, like, he's wearing, like, white and blue Balenciaga, like, high fashion shoes. But they just look the same as any other chunky white dad shoe. Mm. It's just like, oh, this was made by a fashion designer and they are definitely $800. But they don't look different than, like, the Adidas shoes you can get at Costco for, like, $15. I I am so poor. I don't even know if Valenciaga's shoes are Eric. It's it's fine. You're fine. And that is in character for Brandon. <laughs> Brandon and Milo are aligned on this, so they do not understand this. I'm just sitting here wondering if the cover of this comic book is like 
in a sleeve and shrink wrapped so that you have to buy it to see Gutenberg revealed like it's a Nirvana record in the 90s. Brilliant. A hundred percent. Yeah, this is all in the front. Yeah, he's like looming super large, even though he's in the back. Like the the image is like from behind the five of yours perspective. They're looking at all of you from the back. And there's just this massive desk with this 55-year-old white guy with the freshest haircut just with his uh, feet kicked up. He's like on... a haircut tan line. <laughs> <laughs> with his feet kicked up on the desk. Can I do an intimidation check? You just want to intimidate straight up? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm going to do that, too. I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, with my Air Jordan sneakers, I got a 17 intimidation check. Okay. I rolled an 11 plus 7 for an 18. Cool. Pretty good. Multi-tool is going to stage whisper to Val. You know, I just don't ever go out the day after a haircut because, like, sometimes you have a tan line and it's visible and that's just, like, really embarrassing for you. It's really fucking embarrassing, yeah. Yeah, imagine yeah. thinking, like, you look cool and you're going to do a fucking villain monologue while having that haircut. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't your, uh, doesn't your, uh, your half-brother have shoes just like that? Oh, my God, yeah, probably. The, the five-year-old? He got his, you know on the DL and didn't pay a ridiculous amount of money for no fucking reason. Yeah. Payless toddlers is actually pretty fashion forward when you think about it. <laughs> I think Fr- I think Fritz says So he got that at he got that at Menards. Mm-hmm. Those are I don't know why. You know, I guess that's that's how billionaires stay that way. Normally I say there's nothing wrong with a bargain, but sometimes there's something wrong with a bargain. <laughs> Milo looks at all of his clothes and is like anxiously <laughs> detailing <laughs> everything in his mind. Not you, Milo, not you. Not you, not you. What I love about this whole thing that's happening, the Lake, Lake Town City 3, what I love about it is it's the banter. That's why people must have fallen in love with this scrappy, not actually good at their jobs team that we have here. I love it. It's for people, oh, I could do this as well if I... Uh, talk to ghosts or was a volcano person there could be i could be me that could be me if i my arms were longer than the regular person wow i can connect with that that's incredible wow yeah it's relatability you should try being a human sometimes sir so relatable i love uh, i love how relatability also leads to you know less people getting saved and just Lake Town City being thrown into the absolute chaos that it's a part of. I, I, but if people have relatability and can follow you on the Instagrams, that all kind of shakes out. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Guys, he really is a dad. He just said Instagrams. <laughs> the Instagrams, too. Like, jeez. Were, were you always a sit-behind-the-desk kind of villain, or have you, like, devolved to that over the course of your career? Got him! <laughs> I think he just he just straight up ignores you. <laughs> he just lets, like lets that hang, lets that hang in the front. It's like, Cassandra, come on. I thought there would be better more than this. You've had a year more to pull all of this together. I think you just love it when it's fun, don't you? You'd rather just make things, see what happens, not really think about the consequences of what you're going to do next. I mean, it must be fun putting a superhero team together. And you'd be like, oh, I'll choose one of you and that and let them run a run out on the city and just watch it all happen. And no one knows that it's you, but you know it's you. And I guess that's enough. Talking about yourself and everything else that you do, I guess you can sit back and watch everything work. Huh? 
Dr. Morrow, I think, takes a second and opens up the gym bag and says, Gutenberg, what do you what do you want? What will it take for you to bring January back? What do you want? Val's going to move slightly in front of Dr. Morrow. So if there is a incoming attack, it hits them first and not Dr. Morrow while she's rooting around in a duffel bag. Sure. Yeah. Can I can I go ahead and ready an action? Maybe. Yeah. What do you want to do? I just want to get prep to like shoot a spell off as a reaction to uh, jerk faces advances if there is an advance. Sure. Uh, right now, you don't see anything. You can, you can, you're ready to go if he pulls any shit. But right now, he is uh, respiring with our words. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's still chilling from behind his desk. I think that at this point, uh, hearing Doctor Morrow offer this, he brings his feet down off the desk and leans forward on his two his two elbows, just leaning on his big desk. And says, oh, "What do I want? I, you know, it's re- it's really hard to shop for the guy who has everything, doesn't it?" I don't know. What do you? What can you offer? What do you have? Your life. Was that good? <laughs> Val just kind of laughs. Like, oh, Milo. What is even your villain thing? Like your branding is so weak. <laughs> I took that personally as a joke. Multi-tool. Is it hard being the only person in your relationship that makes a salary? Is that is that hard on the strain on what the things you can do? I know that, you know, I've had a lot of my friends really kind of working through that as well. Is that tough on your household? It's not, because once you're outside the heteropatriarchy, all of that bullshit really falls away. Was it hard going after a superhero's partner instead of coming after them directly? No, actually, it was really easy. <laughs> I was able to do could kind of work behind the scenes in that way. It was actually quite Yeah, it seems good. to be your whole thing. Easy, behind the scenes, from afar, employ subcontractors, don't pay them benefits. Well, it should. Shouldn't it be easy? Shouldn't it be easier than this, than you three and whatever beef that you have with the upcountry keepers? Like, what? what is that? Like, isn't that just standing in the way? Shouldn't you all just kind of consolidate? You know, humans, uh, all this stuff, people kind of figuring it out. Doing, uh, having to trust their gut and figuring out what's happening. I just, listen, it's not my style. Wouldn't you rather have, you know, superheroes you can rely on? Defenders that are always there exactly when you need them? Maybe, uh, you know, you, you, you make sure to tell them exactly what they want and they'll be there in two seconds flat. Maybe you could order the, the type of superpower you want, uh, maybe at exactly the same time. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Instead of like, oh, maybe they'll punch them on fire. Oh, I hope that helps my cat get out of the tree. Uh, it's, it's too messy. It's messy. So you're just trying to disrupt the superhero business by creating something that already exists? It's not really disrupting when no one's really solved the problem yet. There's not an industry here. No, and superheroing shouldn't be an industry. Mm-mm. Well, Connie, that's why you're just going to be a one-neighborhood superhero your entire life. That's fine. I would rather protect the people that I love and I care about than get paid money f- by participating in an app like a fucking Lyft driver. Yeah, haven't you heard of Spider-Man? Killanova, you're crushing it. <laughs> what Everything you're doing, so good. Keep He's doing it. He's a friendly it. neighborhood spider. He, he just does queens. It was Okay. 
It proves my point when you do the things that you do, that there should be more standardization in superheroing. Please, Killanova, no notes. Please continue. But, like, wouldn't you want a little bit more? And then he leans back in his big oxblood chair, and you see he, like, you know the move in every Marvel movie when people, like, are conjuring something and you make that circle around magic and everyone does it from like Doctor Strange to like someone with ice powers but it comes from like the ice netherworld they do like the swirling hands sure sure he does that swirling hands motion and his fingertips glow purple and from there you see he like shoots both of his hands out dramatically like he's doing bend and snap (laughs) with those two hands and then building from the ground up just pixel by pixel are two figures broad-shouldered, over six feet tall, but they are kind of, like, featureless. It's like someone is, like, rendering these images out of nowhere, and, like, they don't have it. It's just kind of gray and black with no actual definable features, but they're just, like, bodies there. And he's like, but what if, you know, I, I think you could figure it out. I like older tech, this new stuff where people can customize and tell me people what they want. What if we just gave it to them? I like just the one-player mode where you just play it and you don't have to worry about anyone else. Just play the game. I could give you the game. What do you want? What do you want want one of these guys to do? You want them to fly? Lightning? Super speed? I could do it. I'll do it. I want him to uh, to maybe share the vitamin M resource with like, I don't know, healthcare research to actually improve humankind as opposed to, you know, trying to like manufacture superheroes. Mm. I think that the medical field is a little volatile right now. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, not unlike the superhero market. Sure. <laughs> Listen, there's always going to be bad people doing bad things. Someone's going to have to fill that void. There's going to be a point where there's no longer disease. So the medical field. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Kill Nova. Do you hey, Kilanova, do you um You're a bright you're a bright young man. Do you <laughs> oh like you want to work for me? Do not recruit. Do you my want partner. a job? Kilanova, do you want a job? You want to work for my side? I have a job. I have two jobs. Thank you. <laughs> oh, what are they? What kicking your ass and the other is taking your name. Ah, uh, I thought I could trick you into telling me your actual job. Okay. No 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 notes. Still no notes. You're great. You remind me of me when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Dr. Morrow says, can we stop fucking around and you tell me what you want for January? Dr. Morrow reaches into her gym bag and takes out a manila folder. He says, I have your internship file. Do you want that? It can go out if you, if you want that. I, you don't want, I can destroy it. Uh, I'll do that. Was that good for you? Is that, is that enough? What? Dr. Morrow, why would he want that? What? Like, he's pissed what, at he you. What does this intern? the, the internship file have to do with anything? He was really, he was a real bad intern. He, he <laughs> was bad, and we fired him after six months because he wasn't fulfilling his duties. Gutenberg, like, he makes a face like, mm, I'm going to yell at you. And then he's like, he pulls it down. He's like, it's more of a, depends which side you're looking at it if someone wasn't fulfilling their duties or not. But I'm going to need more. I'm definitely going to need more from that. Because I have a, just a sweet, a sweet little bunny rabbit is just here, is just here for me. And you see like a little, a little bit of a little brown ear just stick it up from behind the desk and he's like petting it. 
All right, you clearly have something in mind. Why don't you just tell us and we can skip the bullshit? Oh, okay. I mean, if you're ready to negotiate, you're ready Let's to just do that part of the negotiation. Let's just fucking do it, bro. Volcani, incredible. I love you getting down to brass tacks. I was going to string this out for at least 20 more minutes of air Yeah, I could tell. On this podcast. <laughs> He's self-aware. He's Deadpool. Um, and then Hindenburg <laughs> looks into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this is my opening offer. It's also my closing offer. It's the only thing I'm going to negotiate on, all right? Wow, pretty bad uh, negotiating if you already tell me your bottom line, but okay. <laughs> here's what i would like i would like the file and i would like you to publicly come out and say that you organized a superhero team without the consultation of the lake town city government the new york state government and the united states government and because this has left you in such a state of disgrace, you are stepping back from the superhero team and also from your mayorship of the city immediately. So you can go in and just campaign and become the new mayor? Oh, I don't have any interest in politics. Dirty business. You'll just back someone who agrees with you and will let you make your superhero business. And if I find someone who is a like-minded individual, that... Who's to say that the, the free market will just uh, wield its, its hand in the proper way? The free market does finger guns at the person who I love the most. I, wow. I, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn for our team here, but I think, would you consider a counteroffer of us kicking your ass and taking January back? Mm, mm, mm. I would, I, yeah, I'd consider it. <laughs> if Great, you think let's that, do that If then. you think that's something you could provide, I guess you could try. But, you know, this would make me, it would make everything just a lot easier if you did this instead. Could we have a moment to confer? Oh, sure. Take your time. I'm not doing anything. As he, like, swirls his hand and a basketball appears in what I am. And then he's just, like, tossing it up in the air to himself. Like, oh, I got plenty of time. I want to kick his ass. Let's kick his ass. Um, can just the three of us whisper for a second? Is, is that okay? Without Dr. Moro? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant without Milo. I was like, <laughs> yeah, without Jeez. Milo. No, 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 no. Yeah, Brandon, can you turn off your camera and take off your headphones really quickly? <laughs> can you leave the room for we'll a second? We'll you Brandon. We'll text you when you can come back. Ugh. Uh, guys, I, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world for Dr. Moro not to seek re-election. Do you think we could counter with that? Or do we want to just kick his ass and not even be at this table? I mean, I don't think Dr. Moro necessarily should be Maya either, but I also so far do not like the other options. But at the same time, I would like to get January back. I don't want to set a precedent where, where you know, our biggest supervillain can just say, here's what you do, and then we do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we like negotiating with supervillains, not the best policy to put in place. I agree Word. with that, Milo. Word. Okay. At the same time, is this what being a good superhero is for him? Like, would this be like he would be less pissed about it? I don't know. But I do know that the, the voters of Lake Town City need a chance, deserve a chance to decide who their next mayor is. And help oh, a deal runs. But uh, apart from that, okay, break. <laughs> Dr. Morrow says, oh, can I just talk to the three of you? Sorry, Fritz. I just, I'm sorry. Can you just, I love, I have your jersey. Can you, 
af- but after we'll talk about this. Fritz. Again, Eric, I I had anxiety that you meant Fritz <laughs> 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 and Val and Aggie and not Milo. Fritz and Nova. Um, <laughs> Fritz shrug just does a big like a big guy shrug, <laughs> and uh, Doctor Morrow uh, comes over to three of you and says, "So we're all in agreement. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna give it up. Give what up?" I assume that all of you, you just, you were talking to each other about the way you were going to break it to me, but I'll just do it. I'm just going to say yes. No, that's, we weren't thinking that actually. Okay. But what if, but he has January. He does have January. We also don't want to negotiate with supervillains, but at the same time, we also think like maybe you not running for mayor next turn might be not the worst situation. Yeah. We can have that discussion later. I think that's something we should definitely have. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a big gun in that bag? No, I just kind of no. <laughs> you brought you brought one manila folder and a and a gym bag. What else is in the gym bag then? I'll I'll look around. I wasn't real. I wasn't thinking straight. Were you I don't just really going to there. the gym? <laughs> I'm gonna roll. On, I'm gonna roll on that. <laughs> I thought you had some Deus okay. Ex Machina that we could pull out of this bag. I rolled a sixteen. You're like, no, I just. I heard January was gone, and I just kind of grabbed everything that was closest, and I grabbed the manila folder as well. Okay, okay. Your house is full of, like, scary science trash, though, so, like, maybe there is something in there that could help us if we want to, like, if he decides to renege on the the whole situation. Oh, yeah, I can just root around, but, um, I just, like, he's gonna, he's gonna hurt January. You need to be more organized, Dr. Morrow, just, like, as an aside. I know we don't want January hurt, but you need to be more organized. Well, okay, we're all, he's giving us this time to plan, right? Yeah. Why don't we just plan one trio or quartet giant move where we all just, like, plan it now and, like, as soon as we, we break and, like, he, he's all caught off guard and we, we do the thing and it's one action and we grit January and then we yeah. bail. I can stretch my arms and grab January. That I can do for sure. Okay. I think Dr. Morrow looks very serious for a moment. Just the determination and the goofiness and the, uh, I guess, single-mindedness of science is wiped totally off of her face. It's just, it, it's nearly blank. And she says, if someone hates me as much as he does, what I symbol, I, I am his opposite. I am everything wrong with the world to him. And he has the thing I love the most in the world. I am un- I, I am so sure the first thing he's going to do is hurt that thing. I will do it. I'm serious. I'll do it. If you think you can get January back immediately... I trust you, but I, I don't know. It's a risk. Maybe we should get Fritz in here and see what the fuck his power is. Cause I still don't think we know. <laughs> Just very quickly, Fritz. Fritz, join the circle. Oh uh, yeah? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's Fritz, up? what do you do? Oh, um... We know you play hockey, but power-wise. Yeah, besides hockey. Okay. I think Fritz looks at multi-tool. Are they, are they good? Oh my god, Fritz, no time. Yeah, they're, they're, they're it. They're the best. Okay, um... So... Hey, thanks! <laughs> that was really nice, multi-tool. I don't think you've ever said that. 
I, uh, I stretch my arm to give everyone fist bumps. Adorable. <laughs> Big hug. Big group hug. <laughs> um, so, um, my family is descended from uh, the goddess Nike. And uh, it wasn't really a big deal for a while. It, you didn't get a lot of boons from such a from a low level god like that. But uh, as the name got more famous, it kind of like there's a connection. Sure, sure. You know, like as the as more people said the name, it's kind of the equivalent to being followers of yeah. that when you wear the iconography. So, um, I that does give me uh, some pretty great some pretty great uh luck both in my daily life and in per action situations cool cool lucky gotcha awesome yeah. so we're gonna ask him to provide proof that he has january mm -hmm. and we'll do an exchange of january for the folder but instead of actually doing that we're just gonna take january so you down Okay, let's let's see. Wait, if you've good luck, why don't can you like challenge him to like a gentleman's coin toss or some kind of <laughs> game of chance or something? You do coin tosses in your sport, do you not? I yeah, I mean I could I could try. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll try. Let's do it. Okay. Fritz puts his hand in. All right, I'm into he, this. And he, he just like assumes everyone's gonna put their hand in. Yeah, no, no, around. Val's into it. No, we're in. We're in. Like, we're yes. In. All right. I'm cool. In. Oh, totally. And Tuna puts their paw in too. Nice. Yeah. What do we? Uh, and Doctor Morrow says, "Lake Town City on three. One, two, three. Lake Town City." Hey! She's frazzled. <laughs> I think Gutenberg from behind, flanked by his two like faceless, featureless. Uh, I'm picturing guards. like the Art Deco statues on like the Hoover Dam. <laughs> Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, he's like, are we calling lawyers? Do I need to go get my lawyer? Well, you mentioned you like simple games, right? Old, old technologies, reliable, you know, historical ways of settling disputes. They're simple enough for you to understand them. But also like elegant, you know, with like his history and weight. Yeah. And I'm going to whisper like, this is the soft cell. This is the soft cell. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Shh, shh. Nice. Stop <laughs> Yeah, I I love a game. What can I say? I love a, a competition between uh, two foes, final destination, yeah. single single player. I love it. What if, like, the backroom deals of old, we settled this with a coin flip? Mm. I think Fritz also comes up behind you and puts his hand on your shoulder and says... Yeah, let's just, uh, what if we just played kind of an old-fashioned who can do something better than another person? <laughs> Classic. And Gutenberg says, Mmm, interesting. Pinning all of my plans together on one single gambit. One competition. Okay, fine. How about this? And he, he's holding the basketball, and he gets up from behind the desk and stands to the side of it. And then he swirls his hand around, and then a basketball hoop, like one you would nail onto the side of a house, <laughs> appears 10 feet up on the other side of the warehouse. He says, okay, 
whoever can make the farthest basketball shot wins. And if I win, Cassandra steps down, announces everything, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I get the file. And if you win, I, you, you give January back. Dr. Morrow looks at all of you. And so, and yeah. He's like, is that good? Is that yeah. Yes. You yes. Yeah. You never kidnap anyone again and you leave Lake Town City forever. Mm, no. Oh, no. I'm just going to give January back. Oh, sorry. Are you not going to agree to our terms? No? No. Because I'm the one with the rabbit. Well, why don't you provide proof of life for that matter? Why don't you make sure we showed you the file? Show us the rabbit. Okay. Gutenberg goes back behind the desk and he pulls up January. January is wearing his suit from earlier that day. So cute. He had with big floppy brown ears. And January just seems to be looking in fear and has like, the only thing I could say are big glowing manacles holding both his hands and his feet together. Eric, I'm going to go ahead and use the unknown glasses to identify whether someone or something is an illusion construct or something else that is not what it seems. Hell yes, yeah. Julia. Wonderful. And I would like to look at January and make sure that is our sweet baby rabbit boy. Great. This is your <laughs> second charge? Yes. Wonderful. You put the unknown glasses on and Gutenberg is holding what looks like missing no from Pokemon. <laughs> it's absolutely garbled pixels um, that see is vaguely in the shape of a rabbit. Cool. That's very neat. That is a fun thing that you've presented to us. That's not January, though. What do you mean? That's, this is... That's one of your little pixel constructs. That's not January. (sighs) Ah, nuts. You got me. Well? Boys? Come on in! There we go. And I need all of you to roll for initiative, please. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Eric. Oh, baby, more fall stuff. I am so ready to celebrate fall. I think for this session of Eric Tells You About How Much Fall Stuff Is Nice, I recommend apple picking. If that's something that you can do, it's it's like a chance to be outside and do something like a little bit active, and then you get to like drink apple cider, and then you get to take home all of these apples, and you're you're gonna taste types of apples you never tasted before, and you pick them, so maybe you're gonna feel like a little bit of ownership over these apples. Welcome to the mid roll. I've already eaten all the apples. Can I have some of yours? Thank you to all of our patrons and all of you who have joined us recently. Witzian, that is three Z's, want to be very clear about that. Bethany, Kenzie, Cheryl, and The Dominator. This show is made possible by all of you incredible patrons out there, and we could not do it without you. If you want to support Join the Party, get access to all of the excellent bonus content, and join the best place on the internet, our patron-only Discord, you can do that at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Party planning is on and poppin'. Episode 4 featuring Misha Stanton is out right now, and a new episode is being recorded as we speak. Patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Join on up. 
you should check out the other shows that are part of the Multitude Collective. I think you'd really like Meddling Adults, a whodunit game show for charity. Each week, two guests go head-to-head in a contest of solving children's mysteries from classics like Encyclopedia Brown, Scooby-Doo, Shelby Woo, Clue Jr., everything that you love to amuse yourself with when you were like 7 to 12 trying to figure out if you were the detective you always thought that you were. Play along with the show, test your sleuthing prowess, and see if you can outsmart these fictional crooks and crack the cases. And the money that meddling adults raises will then go to charities of the winner's choice. It's incredible. Search for Meddling Adults wherever you listen to podcasts or visit meddlingadults.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you never have to wait with other people for your therapy session ever again. Listen, last time that I talked about BetterHelp, I didn't know that the Bone Witch was my therapist, but I figured it out and I was able to switch away from the Bone Witch to an actual therapist who was helping me out, and we've kind of worked through some stuff that I was dealing with. Like, um, you know, sometimes I don't know how to communicate when I'm having a problem to other folks, and I've been talking to my therapist about it. You know, she's given me some really nice strategies, like I should think about uh, being in the other person's shoes, realizing that something that they've done to me might not be about me, but something going on in their life, and I should ask them questions. Like, uh, what are you feeling right now? And can I have your bones? Oh, wait a second. My therapist is the bone witch still. Damn it. I'm going to switch off again. You're going to have better luck with your therapist. Visit BetterHelp.com slash join the party. Better H-E-L-P and join over one million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And join the party listeners, get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash join the party. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash join the party. This episode is also sponsored by Linen. Have you ever wondered if you could pull off just wearing your entire comforter all day? I very much would want that copy for this ad. This loungewear launch from Brooklinen is the socially acceptable equivalent of wearable duvet days. Yes, please, copy. Tell me more. The same coziness of your Sunday morning snooze comes in tees, tanks, joggers, and more. And yes, there's sweats. Let's go. This is the third time I'm doing a Brooklinen ad, and these sweatpants are still incredibly comfortable. The fact that I don't get to wear them all the time because, like, Amanda would know that I'm wearing it all the time. I, I just, I love them. They're really good. Get comfortable and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code JOINTHE party to get $20 off a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code join the party for $20 off a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com promo code join the party. We are also sponsored by Quip. I am always here for technology to simplify my life. I usually need a to-do list to keep all the things that I need together, but I always lose just the pieces of paper. But now I have an app on my phone that lets me keep track of all my to-do lists, and I can still, like, kind of check it off when I put a little, like, I smush my finger down on the screen, and then it gives me a little check mark. And that's what Quip has done for toothbrushes. 
They have sensitive sonic vibrations for an effective clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums. There's a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 minutes to remind you when to switch sides and help you clean your whole mouth evenly. And there is a multi-use travel cover that works as a stand, mounts to mirrors, and slides over your bristles to pack and protect your quip on the go. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today. Go to getquip.com slash join the party right now and save $10 off on a quip smart electric toothbrush that's ten dollars off on a smart electric toothbrush at getquip.com slash join the party spelled g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash join the party quip the good habits company and now back to the show Uh, we do have prepared actions so does that get we get like an opportunity attack or anything if he attacks, Brandon, I'll give you an opportunity attack of some sort. And then, Julia, what was yours? Oh, I was just, in case something comes towards Dr. Morrow, I am standing in front of her to make sure that it does not hit her. Bang, that will still ride. This would be a perfect time for you to tell me uh, where you're at in terms of HP and also uh, rages and spell slots and key points. Sure. So I have 58 hit points left. I have used two out of my four daily rages. I don't have Mantle of Flame anymore, so I can't use that for later. And I haven't used any of my first level spells for my sorcerer stuff. Sick. Oh, and I just rolled a 16. Let's go. Um, I'm what is colloquially known as fucked. <laughs> so uh, I have 15 hit points plus 17 temporary hit points, so 32. My spiritual surge is at one, which is good. good. But I also currently have only two spell slots, uh, both level three. Woof. And I got a 14 for initiative. Wonderful. I have 56 of my 76 normal hit points. I got 10 of 12 key points, no luck points left. And I rolled a nine in initiative. A nine. Although we broke for initiative, the, in real time, he said, come on in, boys. And a rip in time space has opened up as someone has ripped the yarn up apart as the giant mouth of Mega Muncher with Threadbare riding behind him charges in. And I need everyone to make dexterity saving throws. Julia, if you want to give advantage to Dr. Morrow, but you will, you will take her damage if she gets hit. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to give her advantage then. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, I rolled a 16 myself. I rolled a 18 plus two for non-nat 20. Hell yes. Six plus seven. Milo's skittishness comes to the rescue. Multi-tool, please take 23 points of damage. Oh, sure. No problem. Everyone else only takes 11. And Volcani take uh, that damage on behalf of Dr. Morrow. So that's 22 for me. Mm-hmm. And everyone who saved, please make perception checks for me. I got a two. Jeez. Three plus nine for 12. We're fucked. Oh, God. All right, yeah. Uh, the muncher just just slams through this warehouse, bursting through the hole in the yarn and knocks all of you off your feet. It's like someone unleashed a train just in the middle of this fucking warehouse. And of course, immediately another rip disappears through the other side. Was that an area effect, Eric? Uh, yes. Why? I take no damage on a success and half damage on a fail because of my evasion. Oh, with evasion, yeah. Take half. Nice. You take 11. Wonderful. Phew. It is now Gutenberg's turn. Gutenberg uh, stands up like, oh, I want to, you know, I was a point guard of my high school team. So starting point guard. Of course you were. Of course you peaked in high school. (laughs) I think I'm peaking right now. I would 
disagree, and I'm sure your mother would too. And it, and uh, he swirls his hands again, and then he's like, you know, the best part about just being able to support yourself is that you always have your own back. And then you see like a version of Gutenberg step to the left and then step to the right and then step forward and climb on top of the desk as he uses mirror image. But now there are four Gutenbergs standing there, just like kind of surveying everything, looking approvingly like, wow, look at this. Look at the world. Look at the little life that we live. As a reaction, can I just whip out my bear spray from my thigh pocket and spray him and his duplicates? Oh, Yes, please. God. Yeah, this is only a level two spell, so you fucking got it. Yeah, as, he, as soon as the duplicates step out and, like, all admire each other, you just, what, you just spray them with the counter spell spray? Yeah. Hell yeah. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Not today. Why? Why would you use this indoors? <laughs> God. Why would you do your whole thing at me? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is El Vulcani's turn. Gutenberg is still standing behind his desk. There is a basketball hoop on the other side of, of the other reason. side of there. That's really the only stuff that's happening. There, he seemed to have been holding a fake January, and then there are these two guards, formless, like undetailed models that are standing on either side of him. Okay, how far away is he, and where are these two guys in relation to where he is? Uh, they're flagging him on either side of the desk. I think that you're you're within if you want to go up and punch range. Cool. Um, you definitely can do that. Sure, I'm gonna bonus action go into a rage then. Hell yeah. And I'm gonna charge forward and I'm going to punch Gutenberg in the face twice, please and thank you. Yay! Wonderful. Gutenberg has a reaction. When you go into a rage and you start to vibrate, Gutenberg, uh, he stops coughing and tries to get the, the bear spray out of his face. He reaches down and he grabs the basketball and he tosses it just kind of out to all of you and he says, hey, catch. And I need everyone to make charisma saving throws. <gasps> Great. Charisma saving throws. <laughs> 18 plus three. Hell yeah. Five. 14. Wonderful. This place is going to jail. With a five, I think that the basketball is up in the air and multi-tool, you are compelled. You are just absolutely compelled to grab this thing. I've had too many brothers and sisters throwing objects at neighbors' windows for me not to grab this basketball. It's true. I think that you you automatically, you, your hand just stretches out and you grab it. and My palm expands a little bit. Yeah, your palm expands nice. to, palm, yeah, to palm the basketball. And then immediately, multi-tool, you look around and you're standing on a fire watch tower. You're looking out and it is quiet in the forest. You're out in Andorotic Forest. It is sunset. There's some birds flying above and... All of a sudden, you're you're here, and it's quiet and peaceful, and just oh, it's just nice. It's just good. Here is how all of this works. Right now, the everyone else multi tool is now just palming this basketball, and he's just like in a reverie right I'm just now. Just like stock still. Yeah, stock still, just somewhere else. Here is how this is going to work. If you want to step out of initiative, you can step out of initiative and trying to figure out and help someone else as they are dealing with this problem. However, if you do that, there will kind of be like you guys figure out this problem while you're still like the bad guys get to fuck your shit up. Julia, you can still slip back into initiative where we were and you can still do that. But it's like, do you want to step back and help multi-tool out with this help Amanda's character? I don't think Val's even noticed, to be quite honest. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Wonderful. Focus on this. Wonderful. All right. Yeah. Then uh, Volcani, keep doing your shit. 
Cool. Uh, so I'm going to roll my first attack. Uh, 16 plus 8 for 24, I believe. Who are you doing this to? Gutenberg. Sure. <laughs> Nat 20. Seriously. <gasps> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, do that damage, Ben. Okay. Does that okay, mean double okay. damage? Yes, it does. Uh, 15 for the first attack. Wonderful. And then second attack is double damage, so 22 damage on the second attack. Hell yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. what do you do? What, what what does it look like? I'm just so mad. So very, 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 very <laughs> mad. And I just am all of a sudden like in his face, and it is just a one-two punch in the gut. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's just like, oh, yeah. You know, for for a neighborhood superhero, you're pretty. That hurts a little bit. Mm. <laughs> I could automate this. We wouldn't just need you to be pissed. We could do other shit. You know what, man? When I'm around you, I'm pissed already. Mm. That's the secret. I'm always pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, it is now the the faceless figure's turn, and they're gonna hey, they're gonna attack Val. They didn't they didn't like the Volcati did that. Cool. Uh, shield. Wonderful. What's yeah. your AC now? Uh, eighteen. 18. I'm just naming them in my head, Herbert and Hoover. <laughs> uh, the first one attacks twice, and the second one misses both times. Here's what happens. They both kind of square up on you, and one of their hands keeps growing and growing and growing, and then has these massive fists, and just comes down, boom, boom, and hits you twice there. The other one's hands kind of flattens out and gets longer and longer and longer to points, at the end, like there are giant spears coming off of this creature's hands and tries to stab into you, but uh, just pings off of your metal armor. And you're gonna take 20 points of bludgeoning damage, which you're raging, so that goes down to 10. Okay. Hell yeah. It's Dr. Morrow's turn. I think Dr. Morrow's looking around and is just like, can we, I'll I'll take I'll do it. I'll take this. Whatever you want. I just get where is January? Where is actually January? Please tell me where is January? And I think Dr. Morrow reaches into her bag and takes out like a little, you know, it's just like a little scientific device. It like has a screen with like a little knob on it and has a little antenna on it. It's just like in her hand. And she's gonna roll. Quick, what remote from your childhood are you picturing? Mine is our little, uh, like, four-wheeler electric car. <laughs> In my head, I immediately went to Dexter's lab when, they re- mm. when they're drying, like, a remote. <laughs> it's just, like, a metal box with a, with a fucking red button mm-hmm. on it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm envisioning. And I think that Doug Amaro was, like, holding this device up and looking around to be like, January is no, January's not even here. Where are they? Where is January? Where is everybody else? And I think I, uh, Gutenberg spits blood on the ground and says, why don't you use your big brain and figure it out? Wow. Wow. Val slaps him, but for no damage. <laughs> <laughs> Kill it over. It's now your turn. So here's the thing. Those hostages, everyone, they're not here. They are not in the area. They are not in this building. They're not here. Hmm. Can you tell me the like exact uh, everything right now again? Sure. Why don't you make a perception check for me? Uh, yeah, everyone do it. Everyone make a perception check. Everyone do a perception Except check. Except for Multitool who's having reverie right now. Is Threadbare in the room? No, Threadbare, they ran through like a goddamn train and they gotcha. disappeared. With Muncher. That's yeah, with not, Muncher. I'm assuming that won't be the only time they do that. Yeah. 25. <laughs> 25, wow. my man. Yeah, okay. What are you looking for? What would you like to know? So 
they basically like in portal they just like opened up a portal ran through hit us and ran out the other side of another portal with a 25 you're a magical sort right i'm a magical sort the second portal seems not to be closed all the way it looks like a bad stitch maybe um threadbare has been hitting the uh, mushroom sauce a little too hard <laughs> and is running out of steam a little bit I love mm. mushroom sauce. Mushroom sauce. That sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, stay focused. Stay focused. <laughs> so you're in a literal forest reverie right now. Um, you hear Aggie's voice. Stay focused. So the other side seems to still be uh, left a little loose as maybe like if this was a bow or a knot in a rope, you are keeping it a little loose if you're going to come back in through it. Also with a 25, what a fucking good roll. You're looking around and... I think that you see something up in the rafters that catches your eye. Something metallic glints up in the rafters. Can can you send the cat to investigate either the the hole or the glinting silver? That's a good idea, Julia. Thank you. You're welcome. Use the cat. You love the cat. Uh, also, uh, going to something uh, that Amanda said, I'll just confirm with the 25. Hey, if that's open, later on, Mega Muncher and Threadbear are going to come back through that portal. Right. Just to put a real fine point on it. Eric, how far away am I from the portal? Uh, everything is within access, but the rafters are pretty far up in the air. You'd have to, like, fly, or it would take a long... You would have to dash to <laughs> up into the air to get to the camera, but everything else is pretty accessible. Great. So I'm going to do a couple things here. Milo sees an opportunity, and he's, you know, a little panicked, so I don't know if he would necessarily think about this before doing it sure but he's going to in slow motion very cinematically turn to tuda and go what's that and then start dashing over to the portal and he's going to like jump in the air as if like sliding underneath a closing garage door and at the same time cast confusion on one of the big weirdo guys and then slide into the portal. Wonderful. Okay. What Let's let, what a fucking turn. Let's do confusion first. I need to make a wisdom saving throw. You do. Oh, actually, sorry. It's each creature in a ten foot radius. Are they within ten feet of each other? Yes, they are. Then both of them. That's fine. I'll give those to you. I'll make wisdom saving throws. They have a plus zero to whiz. And you gotta get seventeen. Oh no, I rolled a two and a seven. They're yeah. both confused. <laughs> you can see even on their inscrutable faces, you you just like they're just like, what am I mm -hmm. doing here? What <laughs> what is my purpose? So y both of them can't take reactions and must must roll a d10 at the start of each of their turns. And there's a table that I'll tell you the effect. Oh, I love this. I love confusion. It's real uh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> it's true. Here's the thing. I'm gonna say this is a pretty small. Pretty small rip in time and space for you to jump through. If you're doing this at the same time as something else, uh, while you while you have your back turned and directing tuna and doing the confusion, you gotta make a dex check for me, my man. And this is a DC 15. This is not easy. All right, I'm gonna roll my spell search first. Do it. 13. So all good there. Let's go. You, become, you hit your spell search and become an arrow. That's just weird. <laughs> odd. Oh my god, Eric. I got a 14. Oh. No! Ramden, no. Am I famous, though? Am I famous? You're not famous. <laughs> though, Fritz Brightstone looks up and says, Bud, Archer back. Advantage. <laughs> oh, fuck Fritz! yeah. 
Oh, I bet he's so good at encouragement. <laughs> he's a, yeah, if you you also if you want to say like your favorite athlete's name, that helps you. Like you said, LeBron James, and you're shooting something that actually helps you out. LeBron James, swish. Okay, well, with that encouragement, Milo looks up and thinks because he can't remember any sports person. Name name. any athlete. It's fine. No, guys, what are you doing? Name your favorite Star Trek captain. (laughs) They're athletes. Do it, Brandon. Do it. So Milo looks up and says, Bugs Bunny. And he rolled a natural fucking 20, my dude. Oh, my God. You got to be kidding me. Okay, I'm going to let it ride. We're going to resolve Tuna first. I'm going to give advantage on this dex check for Tuna to get up on the rafters. Cats get plus two to to dexterity. Yeah, just two, weirdly. That should be much higher for a cat. Well, I rolled a 19, buddy. Oh, Oh, 19 plus two, that's 21. That's perfect. Okay. You're just vibing so hard with Tuna in this moment. I'm so happy and proud of you. Fucking absolutely goddamn vibing. All right, so Tuna's he's gonna hop up into the rafters and then go, mm, what's this? This looks weird. And uh, knocks something off the rafters and it tumbles down onto the ground. And you see that there is a uh, an iPhone is recording something. This stupid motherfucker again. When it hits the ground, does it like shatter or anything? No, it bounces. It's still recording. He's got a good case on that thing, huh? Fucking Otterbox. Yeah. Kill Nova. As you go in there and you arch your back and you say Bugs Bunny and it gets you inside of the little slot, you roll out. Tuck and, and roll, baby. <laughs> and you arch and you perfectly somersault in and you come into like a like a crouching superhero pose. And you look and you see that Threadbear and, and uh, Muncher, they look tired and ragged and trying to knock away Two enemies, a 12-foot-tall mushroom man with a uh, a high schooler riding on their shoulder, and two giant shadow hands grabbing at the teeth, trying to keep them open. Oh, squad. Such good squad. As Smart Girl says, Hey, I know you told me not to show up, but we showed up anyway. Wendy gave me a ride. It's fine. I told you to show up. It was Wakani that said kids shouldn't fight. I, let's go. <laughs> And you hear, it was all of you. You all told us not to show up. <laughs> As Wendy in full shadow mode with a giant in stride of fighting it off. It is now 10. They are all, all together. I'm going to roll with disadvantage because all you're all up in, each, in the business right now. Oh, buddy. Okay. Threadbearer is just look, is looking haggard. In fighting off these giant, sh- these shadow claws that are reaching out to him, he, he says, I don't, I can't, I feel like I'm only held together by yarn. This is too much for me. He's got like loose threads hanging off of him and unspooled. <laughs> Truly a little unspooled. And he is not able to conjure the portal to get back into the fight. So that does not happen. It is now multi-tools turn. You are standing out there. It is quiet out in the forest. I think that lots of uh, times throughout Aggie's life when she's been working like this, you know, solitude really suits her. But she was also raised in a house that was never quiet. Not mm. not one moment of one evening, or one day, one weekend was there not someone home, a dog home, a cat home, a sink that needed fixing, a floorboard creaking, a shutter flapping in the wind. And so there are moments when things are really, really quiet that high up on the Firewatch Tower. And when the quiet gets to her and Pete's napping and there's no one there to talk to and the radio's off, 
you know, she would just whisper under her breath, Aggie, Danny, Aaron, Regan, Ryan, Kelly, Quinn. Aggie, Danny, Aaron, Regan, Ryan, Kelly, Quinn. I think as you're doing that, a large blue heron lands on the side of the Firewatch station. This massive bird, massive mouth, goes, Hey, Aggie, what's going on? This is a new hallucination. (laughs) You're doing a really good job just, like, doing everything you're doing. I think you really deserve a break. (laughs) No one's ever said that to me in my life, bird. What the fuck is happening? (laughs) You just have to kick your shoes off. Take your time. I just gonna like fake punch the bird. Not really punch the bird to be clear, but like shadow box toward the bird. Does it flinch? It yeah, it does flinch. It flies back. I'm like, what? I'm just telling you to chill. What's wrong with chilling? Get the fuck out of here. I don't have time to chill. <laughs> Make a Christmas saving throw for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, Chad dice sixteen. Yeah, I think you 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 find the punch of the bird, and the bird goes. Oh, I just want you to chill and not actually be involved in this fight. And you shake your head, and you are back in the warehouse <laughs> as everything is just happening all around, is happening all around you. Aggie, why were you yelling at a bird? There's no birds, Aggie. <laughs> Fritz says, "Oh, did you have that dream where everything was quiet?" Yes. Yeah. I think it's pretty fucked up that I wouldn't even let myself be quiet for a second, but I'm glad I didn't. Mm. And you're still holding a basketball. Yeah, no, I'm still holding the basketball. I think as Aggie gets her bearing, she like looks around, still holding the basketball, and notices the phone on the ground. Sure. Can I see what the phone is doing? Yeah, you can go grab the phone. Yeah, I'm gonna crouch down and grab the phone. Sure. Can you can you stretch your arms out and grab the phone? Yeah. <laughs> just start artist in off you. Always, always. Yeah. yeah, I think you grab the phone and you see that it's recording something. There's like a red dot blinking and it says streaming on it. I mean, it's connected to something like the internet or, or Wi-Fi or something? Yeah, it's connected to 7G. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Um, Can you reverse the hack? Reverse the hack! I mean, is there any information on where this is broadcasting to or who's accessing it? Is it like a local network? Like, Yeah, make, it our, make an Arcana check. That's All our right. tech check. Uh, 16. All right, 16. I think if you're able, to, you're able to swipe it away and you see that it is, so it's connected, it's on 7G here, so it, it, this it does have connectivity. Here's, let me say, because I don't know exactly how you this would work functionally, but if this was a 90s movie, you'd be like, oh, I'm in. And this is what I would tell you. It's Zoom going, and enhance. So it is streaming to a server somewhere, and it is streaming out to lots and lots and lots of devices. Oh, no. Yeah, it's on like YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or something, probably. Or every TV in Lake Town City. While I'm crouching down here inspecting the phone, I'm going to grab the file out of Dr. Morrow's bag and start reading it out loud. Just reading it out loud? To the camera, yeah. Hell yes. All right, so Amanda, this is for you. This is for John Press, 22, who went to Cornell and then got a doctorate at uh, Morrow University. This is like in the in the 90s. And he was uh, he was kind of a bad intern. Yeah, I'm going to just start so reading what, it like room for improvement. What, what, what does it say? Uh, attitude, two out of five. More concerned with the potential personal contributions he might be able to make to science, which is capitalized, rather than the mission at hand. Uh, not something that we think can be meaningfully changed in terms of uh, hiring and training. Would not recommend permanent job offer. Wow, that's absolutely brutal. <laughs> Gutenberg says, ah, My one weakness. Written evidence that I'm bad at things. I'm just going to keep reading until someone stops me. No, no, my feelings. Uh, Hell yeah. Hey, Brandon, how many HP do you have? 
<laughs> well, Eric, how, how well he, this is going like how fucked up do you look right now? Um, I look about a third fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> two thirds fucked up, one third okay. That's true. How many HP is that? Twenty-one. Okay. Eric, no. Eric, no. Eric, he's not ready to meet Anubis again yet. Don't it is it. now Threadbear's turn. Mega Muncher's mouth is being held open by the chef, by like the shadow hands, and by Room, who doesn't want to be munched again. And I think Threadbear is looking around frustrated, like, you. How dare you use my own teleportation against me? Those are my rips in time and space. It was it was open. The door was open. And you know what? I'm gonna open up your body. Please As, don't. And he, <laughs> sir, this is a friendly, friendly podcast. No. <laughs> and he's gonna attack you twice. No, I rolled a four. Hmm? Brian, what's your what's your AC? Fifteen. Oh, I got a sixteen, buddy. Please make a charisma saving throw. Well, I have a plus zero to charisma. At least mm. it's not negative anymore. Six. Mm. Six. Could have been a five. Could have been worse. Could have been a five. You take uh, three points of physical damage and 18 psychic damage. Are you sure? I am positive. You're lucky. I, I rolled a one on a 1d10. You're lucky you would have got three physical. Are you sure? He, he tries to grab you once with a yarn whip and miss and then grabs you again as it wraps around your ankle and then whips you backwards and like throws you through time and space and then whips you back flying through both the bounds of time and space. Cool. Um, Milo very cinematically and dramatically holds a hand out to Lou and Room. And now I faint. And then he faints because I'm out of HP. <laughs> In reality, Room Room, and Lucy oh, <laughs> as you just collapse. Colanova is down! But that does mean that my audience with death is active, which means I have advantage on death saving throws. Yay. Ooh. I forgot you got advantage on saving throws, you bullet. <laughs> I am a I'd, ghost. I am already. I am always half dead. I know. I should have known that. It is back to Mega Muncher, who's going to try to munch through. I rolled with disadvantage to try to bust through. The massive jaws snap away from Room and the Shadow Hands, keeping them away as Threadbear holding on by only a thread. They're holding on by a thread. Ah! Rips open the the. Eric yard. looks at the microphone. <laughs> uh, rips open it's the time and space, but keeps it open on this side as well. But uh, everyone is going to have to make dexterity saving throws who is in the path. So multi-tool, Fritz and Dr. Morrow. 22. Uh, guys, Dr. Morrow got a nat one. Uh, Dr. Morrow. Our healer's down. Dr. Morrow's down now, probably. All right. Uh, Multi-tool, you take 11 points of damage, as does Fritz. I take no damage because I'm a monk of age. You take no damage. You just fully get out of the fucking way. As Dr. Morrow is still, like, holding that, that machine up, looking around for January, and then just gets absolutely bodied. <laughs> Absolutely bodied by the muncher going past. 22 points of damage. She has 25. She's down to three. At this point, it is Gutenberg's turn. And Gutenberg sees Dr. Morrow get run over by, by the mega muncher. And he immediately says, No one gets to beat her but me. You got that? 
and he moves his hands around and he conjures a giant pair of night guard braces that keeps the <laughs> mouth of the Mega Muncher up and then hangs that from the ceiling of the warehouse. And as this mouth just snaps and snaps against this metal cage that's keeping him up there, be like, no one touches Cassandra. That's my job. Oh no, I feel bad for Mega Muncher now. Gross. I slap him again for no damage. <laughs> A lot of infighting on this team. I don't know. It sounds like they're not a very good mm. team. Yeah, not really uh, optimized for combat, huh? No, not at all. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm dead. <laughs> Just nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no one hears any of those Bon Mo's. Wonderful. It is now Volcani's turn. <laughs> I'm going to punch him more. Do it. He, he, he done. Uh, 16 plus 8 24? Yeah. That all hits. right. And then a 14 plus 8 for a 22. That hits. Cool. I'm going to roll damage. Well, Connie's really good at doing damage, guys. That's my mm -hmm. specialty, actually. All right. 18 on the first attack. And then 16 on the second attack. Hell yeah. All right. Cool. What does it look like when you, as you fuck him up? Oh, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> punching him in the face this time. Nice, right in the face. Yeah, just right in the face, like, blah, blah. Just, yeah, I... I'm so mad at this man. I want to beat him to the ground. Yeah, you punch him in the face, and he makes that daze, like I just got punched in the face. Look, and then you hit him again as your your fists are just flaming. And as you pull it back, there's just a hole in his face. You can see all the way to the back, and instead of blood and gore dripping down, you see pixels. Oh, fucking Fuck. god damn it. Okay, so I didn't see that when I had the unknown glasses on. No, you were looking at January. <laughs> Remember, okay. we said specifically the I unknown know, glasses looks at one thing. You would think that I would be able to see the things around it, but that's fine, I guess. Nope. Unfortunately, you can only perceive one thing at a time with the unknown glasses. Mm. I was so specific I with know. those. <laughs> I absolutely knew it. And he says, Ah, oh, well, it seems you found me out. I guess, uh, well, I guess we'll call it a draw, honestly. And as his body just, like, crumbles into pixels. And it's like there's a pile of little of little pixels at your feet. Fucking, if you were here, you'd be dead. You'd be dead. It is now the faceless guard's turn. They're going to attack you. I think I have one more shield that I can use. I'm going to use that. I don't want to die today. You're going to use that? Yeah. Hell yeah. With your AC at 18, you get hit once from the Big Fist's guard, and you get hit once from the uh, Lance's Hands guard. You take 26 points of damage, which are halved to 13. Well, that's really good, because I had 26 points of damage left. So <laughs> we're at 13 now, buds. Hell yeah. It is now Dr. Morrow's turn, and she says, Are you kidding me? January wasn't even here at all! What was the point of this? I was, ah, oh God. And I was willing to give all of this up. I'm so sorry, we're gonna find him. Oh, can you, he, there's, a, there's a phone. Can you like trace it? The phone. I know what I'm supposed to do. Can I have it? Yeah, Aggie will extend her arm to, to deliver it into Dr. Morrow's hands. <laughs> Actually, can you, can you take this with me? I, I can't, I'm not really good at doing it filming yourself oh sure sure so I'll, I'll hold it up to at a flattering angle like it like a 15 degree angle up from her eyes who's ever watching this um this is dr cassandra morrow phd 
Mayor Dr. Cassandra Morrow. Um, I think you know what it's like if when someone you love isn't safe. When you put someone you care about in danger. And it's not what you wanted to do. It just happens sometimes. Because you're who you are. The point of being a superhero, of having the mask, is that when people don't know who you are, it's not about you. You're the one with the powers. It's that the people who you care about, they'll at least be out of the way of the people that want you destroyed. I organized the Lake Town City 3. I did it because I thought it would be better for this city. I put too many people I cared about in danger. And you don't deserve a mayor who puts people in danger. I'm stepping down. Soon. Lake Town City, January. All of you, Multitool, Kilanova, Volcani, I'm sorry. I should have been more careful. Also, sorry I left all the all that science trash everywhere. That was kind of <laughs> that was kind of kind of rude of me to do. You can bring that. A lot of you clean up on a lot of it already, but you can bring it to my house. I'm not gonna read my my address on whoever's watching <laughs> this. I shouldn't do that. But okay, multi tool, multi tool. Turn it off. Turn it off. And yeah, I'll try to hit end. Yeah. Does your finger stretch out and around? Can you do that? <laughs> Nah, this one I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cover the camera with my thumb and then try to hit end furiously okay. until it works. Yeah, <laughs> like I end every Skype call. <laughs> um, Killanova, make a death saving throw for me, my man. Eric, I just want you to know that I'm using one of the dice that you gave me. So if I die, it's on you. Oh no! <laughs> what happened? A nat one and a nat twenty. You either rolled two nat ones. Or a nat 20. I got a nat 1 and a 2. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brandon. At least it's not a nat 1. You have one failed death saving throw. It's the most Brandon-ass roll I've ever heard. Killanova, I think that uh, you're, you're now sitting on the shag carpet of Anubis's place, and Anubis is like, mm, weren't you just here? Why? I didn't want to be here this time. The other one was on purpose. Okay. Can you can you just put me back? Is that a thing you can do? That's very much out of my control. That's like a whole thing. I I feel like you would have known that like death is coming for all of us. I'm more of like an administrator of death. It's outside of my realm. But I can make you have a good time while you're here. Okay. Do you want can you give me like little ear scritch? Yeah. Do you like snacks? It's like you don't know anything about me. <laughs> Brandon, because you're, since you're a death guy, <laughs> I I feel like you deal with death twice as fast. Please make another death saving throw. Four and 17. All right. That's, oh, a, that's a one. You want to you keep going? Fuck yeah, let's go. All right, keep going, buddy. Like Vegas, baby. Yeah, Vegas, baby. Nine and 19. Okay. okay. Yes. One more. Good. One more again. One more again. 
12 and 14. There All you right. go. Ah, yes. you are, We're stabilized. Hell yeah. And the entire time, you just spend the time scritching Anubis's ears as you're laying down with chaos all around you. Anubis, before I go, mm. can I ask you a yes or no question? Mm, do you have any raw meat on you? No. Oh, okay, but just a yes or no question. <laughs> <laughs> Are my birth parents also powered? And also, do you really like tuna, or is like just like a thing that you guys like, just like professionalism? <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> uh, I think Anubis looks at you right in the eyes, like sweet little doggo eyes, and then for a second they go all black. And Anubis says, "Yes." Then the elevator behind you opens, and Anubis gestures you towards the elevator. I'll bring some raw meat next time. Mm, you better. Don't forget, Tuna tells me you're not. You need to be more thoughtful about snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, it was Mega Muncher's turn, but Mega Muncher's currently in a in a terrible dentist cage. Good. So <laughs> are we all? Yeah, emotionally. So it's now Multitool's turn. I, I think Multitool is kind of frozen and just like staring at the phone in her hands. Like, did I just help make this happen? This step that I don't think is merited and that I specifically said that she didn't do. So I'm just kind of frozen. Sure. Make an Arcana check. Is there a tech check? 17. <laughs> With the 17, the phone gets a text message. I opened it. It says, hey, it's Wyvern. Um, who's, whose phone is this? I'm going to call it. <laughs> Did that work on 7G? No, 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 7G no, 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 no. It, rigs, it rigs, it rigs, and then it fails, and Wyvern says, I don't like taking phone calls. Wow. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. Mood. Stress me out. Um, Multi- who is this? Multi-tool. Gutenberg just disappeared on us. He still has January. Where are you? Oh, that was you with that phone? That's wonderful. I got it in one. Hell yeah, dog. Um... Yeah, no, I was trying to follow up. I was trying to follow up with you about, um... Didn't you get snatched up? Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Where are you? Is January there? Oh, uh, yes, January's right here. And she takes a photo, and then a photo comes through, and it's January with Hive and Tough Stuff and a bunch of other folks from the party, and they're all kind of, like, posing in this, like, super hyper-futuristic, like, mission control room. And you see, there's also a bunch of people who are tied up in the corner with like, or with like ropes and 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 gags and stuff. Did fucking tough stuff actually work out? Oh yeah, lots of people. They all kind of showed up eventually. Um, turns out we were being held. I don't know where you are. Are we're in the middle of Lake Champlain? Oh, tight. Um, do you have an escape? Do you need some help getting out of there? No, we're in the water base. Uh, the off country keepers figured it out. God damn it. Some country creatures have a water base. Dot, dot, dot. Whose water base? Oh, uh, the... <laughs> oh, the People's River had a water base. It was oh, between okay. states, so no one felt like like neither Vermont nor New York were dealing with it. So it was actually pretty easy to have a water base there. Okay, okay. As long as it's not the upcountry keepers. But it's, it's Gutenberg's. Yeah, like Gutenberg was involved, but like the People's River are just like a bunch of hippie nerds. So kind of beat them up. Uh, great. So, um, please 
let's meet somewhere safe in Lake Town City? Yeah, definitely. Where do you want to meet? I know there's a really pizza place. Like, near the Can school. we meet at Dr. Morrow's house? They already know Dr. Morrow's affiliated with us now. Yeah, let's meet at Dr. Morrow's house. There's a training dome of doom. You'll love it. If I were alive and around, I would also say, but bring that pizza anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Milo's going to be hungry wherever he is currently, (laughs) so bring the pizza with you. I'm also very hungry. Hell yeah, what a night, right? Night's not over yet, bud. Emily Slaughter is very scary. Mm Mm-hmm. That's correct. You got the internship. Hell yeah. I feel like I was always the intern because I found you. End conversation. <laughs> you type that. <laughs> you type <Yes>. that. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Uh, I wanna, I'm going to like stick my head into the rip of time and space and be like, uh, guys, I everyone's okay. Dr. Marlowe, we January, they, they, he's in like Champlain. He's fine. Everyone's kind of still looking down at you. Like you you stick your head in through the rip in time and space and room Wendy and smart girl are just looking down at Kilanova's body, trying to keep Threadbare away from his body. Be like, no, just let me, let me, let me throw him through time and space again. That was great. I love that. Eric, are you saying that Wendy cares about me? Uh, I'm saying that Wendy is defending your limp body on the ground. So if that's your standards of that, then yes. <laughs> great. There, there you go. Yeah, Threadbear's still up. I mean, my action's probably doing the text message combo, right? Yeah. Oh, I can make an unarmed strike as a bonus action. Let's do that. I'll punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to stretch your arm all the way through? Yeah. 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Uh, that's a nine. <laughs> Is that enough to knock him out? Please let it be enough to knock him out. Please. Oh, God. Yeah, well... <laughs> Finish him. What do you do? <laughs> your head is stretched all the way through. Your arm stretches all the way through this rip yeah. in time and space. I think like when you're feeding a baby, I'm going to go, oh, oh, and then like kind of circle all around like a spoon of applesauce yeah. and then just like bop him quick in the nose. Yeah, bop and he's fucking down. Actually, Threadbare, as you bop him in the nose, he like sways from one side and another side and then he just unravels. From the top of his head down, just the yarn just like kind of comes apart and winds down and just a pile of yarn on the ground. And then you roll into a ball and you give it to Tuna. Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to grab it. And I would love to toss that yarn over to Tuna. (laughs) Tuna's just like, "Mm, yay, something else to play with. I love it. And Room Wendy and Smart Girl are just looking down at Kilanova's body. (laughs) Just kind of laying there and be like, so Denny... Do you also have healing ghost powers? I, I'm going to look at Killanova for a second. I see his chest rising and falling. I'm like, he's good. He does this sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Are the guards kind of like, were they like deactivated after he left or are they still an issue? Yeah, I think that as um, as Gutenberg dissolves into a pile of pixels, so do the faceless guards kind of just like crumble and dissolve. So y'all are out of initiative. Yay! Oh, that sucked. I'm going to stare up at Mega Muncher and say, will you behave if we let you down? I think it's pretty fucked up that Gutenberg put you up there like that. As you're up there, the mouth gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and the body gets larger and larger and larger. And he's in, uh, Mega Muncher is now back to regular Muncher, who still has big mouth, but is now just kind of like trapped in this like 
fucking uh, mobile esque cage that is just keeping him up in the up in the air. Just leave him up there. I'd like to stretch up, get him down, and set him facing outward in like a pile of rubble in the corner. Volcani, at your feet, the pile of pixels just kind of like, you know, when you don't pick up an item in an arcade game for a while, it eventually <laughs> like it fades away. Like it, it blinks once and then it blinks again and then it blinks a bunch of times. Like a like I go bump, won't, 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 and then it just disappears. I think Doctor Morrow looks over and says. All right. This is too this is too much. Let's Let's just go home. 